Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Monday guest, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. Thank you for coming back every week. Again, your call in video number two about the great deleverage. Uh, I don't know when that was, two, three months ago, is, is a call of all time. So great work on that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll see how far and how fast. And <laughs> the next call will be the great inflation again. Yeah, exactly. The great reinflation. Yeah, reinflation. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, one of the things that's been a topic in my private Facebook group called One Rental at a Time Works recently is as an investor, as an entrepreneur, when you are looking to add assets, what is most important? Cash flow or appreciation or equity buildup or whatever you want to call that. When you evaluate stuff, when you were building, what were you looking for? What was important to you? You know, so it depends on what it is. So if it's a business, if it's a company. So my background is, you know, I, I bought and built companies and exited them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I bought and built real estate and exited that. Mm -hmm. So I had a business that generated cash flow that I could invest into other assets. So first and foremost, cash flow is important. You got to meet your bills. You got to be able to, you know, pay your bills and you got to be able to live so that the pressure's off. So then you can do what you want to do and you can be creative and take advantage of opportunities. But when you're evaluating businesses, it's all about, you know, now for me and even back then, it's all about scale, right? Mm -hmm. So you're looking for something that you can scale. And, you know, the ways that you scale that are by leveraging, you know, the people, leveraging the assets or leveraging the cash flow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in this day and age, the highest multiples are reoccurring revenue business models. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's where you're getting the highest multiples now and or the network effect. So if you have a big network like Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. Instagram, things like that, they're not making any money. There's not a whole lot of revenue initially, but they have a big user base, you know, right. so that's scalable and that that's valuable. So, you know, from, but from a general standpoint of buying and building a company, it's all about your cash flow. It's all about your EBITDA and it's going to trade on a multiple of that. Uh, although in the last couple of years, that kind of got skewed toward revenues <laughs> yeah, and user yeah. base. Revenue. Yeah. I was like, whoa, where did yeah. that come from? I've been here. Before. Right, right. So it hadn't necessarily been about cash flow. But for me, I like to see, you know, a business model that is sustainable, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm just not somebody that can go out and take a SPAC to Wall Street and just get stupid money, you know? Yeah. So let me try to summarize what I think I heard you say. So basically, if you're looking to evaluate a business or whatnot, you're looking for a business that's profitable, i.e. has positive cash flow. And then your job, your gift, your abilities, you're trying to leverage that up. Maybe you can buy the asset at 3x and you want to ladder it up with systems, processes, people to 30x. I'm just throwing out Exactly. Numbers. And or add, you know, complementary yeah. pieces onto it, you know, bundle up the same you know, types of businesses that are just in different locations or add complementary businesses, which is what I did, yep. you know, along the way I scaled up by adding complementary businesses to my main companies and then exited those. Now, if we're talking about real estate, you know, it all depends on what you're doing. If you're flipping houses or building and selling or whatever, you're looking for appreciation, mm -hmm. right? It's all speculative. So from mm -hmm. a speculative standpoint, I'm looking for appreciation from a yeah. growth standpoint. I'm looking for cash flow and scale. So if I'm buying a, you know, a, a commercial asset that's existing, whether it's multifamily, commercial, whatever, I'm looking for cash flow, long-term cash flow. And you know, I want some appreciation as well, but I really don't care that much about appreciation if I have enough cash flow, if that's the type of asset I'm buying. Mm -hmm. So you can pay whatever you want for an income producing property as long as it cash flows. Right. And as long as you have long-term debt, so that you know your principal is going to get paid down. You're going to have positive cash flow. You don't really need appreciation. It's good, but you don't need it. You yeah. know, and that's kind of the market we're in now with cap rates and things like that. You're buying cash flow. Yeah, and again, I want to remind folks. I think we talked about a video again when you you were doing 
I don't know, I'll call them large, it might even be gigantic beachfront homes right before the last recession and got got, right? You were you were building, I, I would call it speculation. I don't know if you would call it that, but you were building into that, the market turned and that was an out. Yeah, and, and what's good about, yeah, so I was speculating on appreciation, but yep. what was good about that and the types of properties that I always did you know, before and after that mm. was that I had cash flow to sustain them. Right. You know, if the values, you know, uh, went down or, or I couldn't sell and make extra money, I still had the cash flow. So obviously mm -hmm. you want to have cash flow and appreciation if you can get it. But yeah, what happened there, that was 2008, nine. I had a bunch of, you know, multi-million dollar beach houses I was building. I had great cash flow. They were all coming, you know, $200,000 a year in cash flow. So they would service the debt and cover the expenses, mm -hmm. but all of the value got wiped out because of right. what happened in 0809. So I'd finished building these houses and I had 30, $40 million worth of them, something like that. And, um, you know, Lehman Brothers was my lender you know, <laughs> that was going to take out the construction loans and right. the permanent mortgages. And when I finished and went to get the permanent mortgages, you know, Lehman Brothers was no longer. Yeah, Lehman, you where'd know? they go? They were gone. You they know? left and the I didn't building. Know what was going on? I had no clue about all of this, you know, yeah. back then. And, and, you know, really, the really interesting thing about all that, what a lot of people didn't grasp is if you think about that whole system, the instruments that were created by these companies that were sold to Wall Street that became toxic assets, the derivatives that ended up tanking the financial system were all created and rated by the same per people that sold them <laughs> so that when, when everything went down and the government came in and bailed them out, the people that created yeah. and rated and sold these and made you know billions of dollars, okay, they got bailed out by the federal mm -hmm. government, okay, and mm -hmm. made whole. Yeah. And then the, the government took over all these toxic assets, these bad loans. Then they came back in and bought them back for pennies on the dollar. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, so you wonder how much of that was really from the beginning, a little bit of insider, you know, information going, hey, we can kind of do this. Not that the government knew, but the mm -hmm. Wall Street, you know, investment banks kind of knew. You know, just like they know now, Powell's going to jump in whenever yeah. there's a hiccup so they can go mm -hmm. do some bad things, you know, wow. so they kind of knew, hey, we're going to get bailed out. We'll be able to create these things, sell them. They're going to go <laughs> bust. We'll get made whole. Then we can buy them back and do it all over again. Wow. So you, so that's funny. There's there, I have people in my network that actually think that was the plan, right? Let's blow up a big bubble so big that the only option is they bail us out. Then we'll have that money to go buy them back for nothing. Uh, that's uh yeah. Wow. I, and that, that, you know, so that's not a conspiracy theory. That's no, just I, business. That's just business. Crazy. You know, and I mean, you know, just like in the world of investment banking and equity capital, you know, there are, you know, companies that will buy businesses, exit yeah. them so they can buy it back later for pennies on the dollar oh, yeah. when, when they, because they sold it for too much. Yep. They're over leveraged. Else, yep. It's not going to work. So you buy it back and you, you know, you do it again. Yeah. No, it's, it's happened lots of times. That is frightening to think about. I still want to believe that Wall Street was just stupid. They were, I want to say they were stupid and greedy, uh, yeah. but maybe not. Well, maybe. not stupid, greedy. Greedy, yes. Definitely, definitely greedy. Definitely greedy. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? This was yeah. all, again, it was all created by the government, right? It was oh, yeah. all interest rate policy, Fed yeah. policy. You know, that's where it was all, it all came from. And it was Greenspan. Homeownership. Single-handedly yeah. tanked, you know, the real estate market, you know, yeah. with his with his interest rate policy. and Too low, too long. Yeah. And money supply. Yeah. Crazy. This is fun to think about. So again, um, I guess what I'm hearing you say is cash flow is your lifeline. You need that or, or bad things happen. You can take cash flow, add on more parts, create a higher multiple and, and really build wealth with appreciation. But I think for you, it starts with cash flow. 
you got to buy a business cash flow that so you can survive. But the real wealth is made with appreciation. Might that be a decent summary? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Wealth. All right. So um, being rich is having money. Correct. Wealth is not needing money. Okay. Ooh, so if you're wealthy, you don't need, you know, you don't need appreciation. Okay. okay. If you're wealthy, you've got cash flow, you've got assets, you don't necessarily need appreciation. If you're rich, you might have, you know, a little bit of cash flow, but you need that appreciation because that, mm. you know, that's ultimately where you're going. So, okay. you know, it just depends on what it is. If you're speculating, you need appreciation, stocks, mm. cryptos, real estate companies, right? I'm going to buy, add value, sell. You need appreciation mm -hmm. if that's how the business model works. You know, if there's a component of cash flow and your goal is to grow the cash flow, because that's what creates the value, mm -hmm. you know, the value doesn't really matter because you got the cash flow, mm -hmm. right? So if you're buying an income producing asset, it's all about the cash flow. Appreciation's great. Right. That's a bonus. But, but like you said, don't buy, you know, don't buy an alligator, right? Yeah. No alligators. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So but, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Say that one more time. Rich, I, I love that. I've never heard that phrase before. Wealthy don't need money. Rich need, what was it again? Yeah, rich have money, the wealthy don't need it. Rich, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sit on that for a little bit because that that feels like there's like wisdom and gold in that statement. Well, you know, and you got to understand, money is time. You know, money uh, is energy. Yeah. Okay, so if if you're if you're rich, you you have money, but you have to spend time and energy to keep accumulating. If you're wealthy, you don't need it because you have all of the time and all of your energy that you can spend elsewhere because mm. you've you've already got it right. So yeah. You know, that's just that level where you talk about, you know, you and I have talked about rich versus wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Very you cool. Know, wealth is all of the time and all the energy you need to do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. You don't have to worry about it. That's awesome. I want to be wealthy, not rich. That's that's my goal. That's awesome. So, Greg, how can people find you? This has been such a fun conversation. Yeah. GregDickerson.com. That's where all my uh, social media, YouTube uh, podcast, all that lives. GregDickerson.com. Very cool. Thanks, buddy.